Hello everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode on the Green Jan podcast. I'm your host Prerna Tirodkar, aka PT. We at the Green Jan podcast are on a mission to simplify this complex jargon called sustainability. How many times have you found yourself being guilty of indulging in that anti-pro-environmental behavior? The journey of sustainability differs for all. This journey of striving to be that perfect environmentalist starts with imperfection. Starts with indulging in those guilty pleasures of being a climate hypocrite or sometimes even willfully ignoring it. Starts with taking that one small step to be part of the solution. Tell me something. Was there a concept you learned better from your friends instead of that taught in your classroom? Carrying from that tradition of learning from your friends just an hour before your exam, today I bring to you three experiences, three stories of understanding climate hypocrisy. What does it even mean? What is it that you and I can do to tackle this? an experience of three engineering graduate students towards leading a sustainable life thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you like this episode so why don't we start with a quick introduction about you Tell us something about you. What is it that you do? Where do you come from? Uh, so, hi, I am Teresa and uh, I'm a third year computer science student from Father Admiral Mumbai. Uh, I have been born and brought up in Mumbai only throughout my life. And I'm looking forward to having this discussion with you guys. That's wonderful. Kevin, what about you? What is it that you're passionate about? Uh, why don't you tell our audience about you? So, I'm Kevin Matthew. and i am engineering student at father ignans bandra and my native home state is kerala and uh, for the first uh, 10 years of my life when my father was in nri so i lived in the gulf and uh, when i was in fifth standard i came back to bombay so yeah so it's been 11 years over here and uh, over the past years as we live we have observed that our practices and what we are doing at the grassroots level and at home is not considerable good for the planet and therefore we need to change our lifestyle we need to change the status quo and i love to discuss with that on board with all of you that's amazing kevin thank you so much for uh, for joining the call so vedant tell our audience about you first of all i'd like to tell you that my background has been a little mixed i was born and brought up here in mumbai they had shifted to dubai for a while for a period of 6 years that part of Uh, my life has uh, influenced me and my lifestyle right now uh, i've been uh, looking forward to uh, a sustainable lifestyle uh, which i don't think i've uh, followed before and if you're asking me about my free time uh, i spend a lot of my time reading books as well as playing fifa it really makes me happy for you fifa lovers you all can connect off off the call later then <laughs> When was the first time you heard about this term called sustainability, climate action, SDGs? 
Uh, of course, we have been uh, learning about the environment and uh, how to conserve resources and things like that, even as a child. But uh, for me, I took the idea of sustainability very seriously only about uh, two years back when students from another college, they actually came to Father Agnil and uh, made a presentation about climate change. Uh, they told us that, you know, climate change is real and uh, why we should engage in sustainable practices and uh, take it much more seriously than we are right now. So if I am to jump in here, right, what about that presentation inspired you to actually go back and learn about this concept? Uh, you know, uh, one slide of the presentation said that we are just blindly doing everything and, you know, the activities that we do can actually result in serious impacts like, you know, uh, coastal areas being submerged in the sea just within five to six years if we are this ignorant and we'll continue to do things that we are doing. So that's what made me think, you know, that we need to take this idea much more seriously. That's intriguing. What about you, uh, Kevin? When was the first time you uh, heard about sustainability? I know you've been studying a lot about this topic for a while and are extremely passionate about it. But when was the first time you heard about it and really started to explore it in detail? Yeah, so I just stumbled upon it to be very frank. Like there is this uh, newspaper called The Speaking Tree, which comes in the Sunday edition of the Times of India. And many a times, if, I don't know if you've observed, but the speaking tree has a section that is devoted to sustainability. And then there was this article where it was a survey that was done that the Arctic sheet has declined by 13%. Like we see from the space before it was entirely white. And now you can see half of it is uh, blue and half of it is white, which states that half of the ice, Arctic ice, has literally melted. Which, as Teresa mentioned, uh, equivalents to coastal states uh, being submerged into the water and has drastic consequences, and which are some of which we are experiencing now. So that is what let me like the fear, basically more than courage, was this fear that what we are doing to our planet that you know made me uh, more I would say inclined towards this uh, topic. That's um, that's extremely thoughtful. I have never come across. I have never read speaking tree tree let alone come across any sustainability related topic or article. There. That's wonderful. Vedant, I'd like to, you know, come to you and try understanding what was different when you came from Dubai to India, what was different? And um, was that the first time you actually heard about the term sustainability? Uh, like everyone else, I learned about sustainability in school. But like, then again, like, you know how our academic thing is. So it was all limited to, uh, you know, bookish knowledge. Nobody actually practiced it. And uh, being there, uh, it's also about the expo exposure you get, right? It's like the people you're surrounded by. Uh, and I I'm sure that nobody actually cared much about it. Like, even though we studied about it, we got full marks in that subject or whatever, something like that. But then uh, coming here, uh, I realized uh, sustainability is uh, a lot more about privilege as well, I guess, because you know, like, uh, if you have a lot more pri privilege, if I talk to my friends over there, they'll be like, they have uh, showers for like, what, one hour, two hour. Not that it doesn't exist here, but then it's comparatively less. And uh, I think that's uh, something which makes a lot of difference, right? The kind of people you talk to, the kind of uh, culture you're exposed to. 
so like that i think uh, that gave me a sense of guilt and responsibility towards doing the things instead of like like others i wasn't like uh, expo- i wasn't i hadn't seen something uh, of a podcast or like a documentary or uh, or a, a newspaper article it was more of a sense of responsibility and guilt that hit me out of nowhere which made me look towards this what a wonderful point to make i know while we understand sustainability not all of us practice it to the t at least we have different versions of it maybe just like our diets what is yours what is your version of sustainability for me actually sustainability is a lifestyle or uh, it's a way of living where you are conscious about the things happening around you where you know what exactly is harming the environment so uh, everything you do uh, you do keeping in mind the things happening and how uh, and you as an individual can save the planet or break the planet so sustainability i would say is a form of lifestyle for me where you like uh, think not just about yourself but also the future generations and work accordingly trisa tell me something when you came across this term called sustainability 2 years ago what exactly changed for you um so you know yeah of course i keep on looking around myself and you know there is a lot of climate hypocrisy people are advocating that uh that we should be sustainable enough but of course just as you said the other day we are still holding plastic bottles in our hand we are not willing to upgrade to like copper bottles or steel bottles just because they pay you know they are, it's a, it's a little extra investment at one time but you know we can use them for a much much longer time but we are not willing to do all those kind of things so that's what you know made me very thoughtful and uh, about even basic things like saving the electricity earlier i used to take you know huge and long showers but i switched to taking a bucket bath after thinking more about the idea of sustainability and yeah yeah that's what i did mainly that's an interesting point maybe everyone's journey starts here maybe it starts with one small step so kevin what do you think do you think sustainable lifestyle comes from privilege uh, not at all because you will understand the value of something only when you lack that thing suppose uh, there is water shortage for example then you're forced you have no choice but you're forced to take a bucket bath because you don't have a choice and that is when you understand the value because previously you used to take long showers so i believe the sustainability is not a moral obligation it's a necessity it's more of a necessity like we have to do to save our planet like we are not given a choice so i would not call it privilege i would call it it's uh, it should be a part and parcel of our daily life a way of lifestyle like vedant rightly mentioned earlier in yeah in yes yes we should like incorporate it every day Lisa, you mentioned about climate hypocrisy just a couple of minutes back. What does it mean? Uh, so for me, um, you know, we understand climate change and we advocate sustainable principles, but uh, we don't really follow it up in practice. So uh, this, to me, is climate hypocrisy. Uh, in some cases, uh, you know, we are not even willing to put the money where the mouth is. 
So some sustainable products, you know, as I said earlier, are expensive compared to non-sustainable options. And uh, people like to take the convenient route rather than the sustainable route. And that's the reason we never end up being sustainable at all. So do you think that climate... So Vedan, tell me something. If a product was practically available to you, or an organic product was available to you at a much cheaper rate, would you... Uh, and, and maybe it required you to walk an extra mile. Would you take that extra effort or would you go to the nearby shop that has plastic alternatives? Uh, so the current Vedant would walk the extra mile and do it. But I don't think I would have done the same two years ago because probably I had the, like, I had lack of knowledge regarding this and I didn't uh, feel as much obliged to, like, save the environment. I was uh, more of a self-invested person. I would have thought, uh, why walk the extra mile? I could just buy it right now. But uh, now that I've uh, seen the things happening around me, and I've learned a lot more about it, I would definitely uh, go for a better long-term investment than uh, have a short-term enjoying thing. So what are the, I mean, I'm just trying to understand you right now. So what are the two, three things that um, climate hypocrisy is responsible for? Is it price? Are are sustainable products more expensive, less accessible? Um, not most of us are aware of the alternatives. What is it or all three of them? What do you think, Kevin? What is the reason for this hypocrisy? Why are we, we being uh, willfully ignorant about this entire situation? First, as you mentioned that many of sustainable products, they take more labor incentive methods to make. So they are less affordable than the ones that you get ready-made, like plastic and all. So the cost of making the product, even if you make it in mass batches also, it takes a lot of labor and therefore always sustainable uh, products are more pricier than the regular ones. That's the first thing. Second thing is that what why many people are accused of hypocrisy is because when they advocate, you know, when they, uh, you know, say, tell other people to incorporate sustainability, they themselves don't need a sustainable life. For example, the world's best example for a climate activist would be um, would be Al Gore, the former U.S. vice president, who's actually a world famous uh, climate activist who even won the Nobel Prize for it. But he himself flies in private jets, so his we can say you know his online events and the way he portrays himself doesn't match what he's doing in real life. So it's like the story of appearances versus reality, and I think that's what's climate hypocrisy is all about. So you should, know, you should um, practice what you preach. But, so, I think, I think I'd like to defer you, right? Like, maybe he has the money to take that private jet and he's saving up on his uh, valuable time and then uh, planting trees somewhere else to neutralize that entire carbon emission. You never know. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, for me as well, right, it's a personal experience. I am willfully ignorant if I forget to carry my own water bottle anywhere. So without an option, you are left with only one choice of actually investing that 10 buck in uh, in, in your bislary so that you can actually just quench your thirst right there. Purely because of lack of availability of any other option. And yeah, maybe you're right that um, 
you know these options are not practical these options are labor intensive and because most of us are not aware the volume in which they are consumed is also less so directly or indirectly the innovation or the amount or the money investment that is required to innovate for economical products is also lack and maybe that's also a cause of greenwashing where we see products that are not organic but just labeled organic and charged more so all these are basic yeah basically the indian market is very sensitive to price like indians normally i know it's there in the genes like when we see two products we will always choose the cheaper one so maybe it's uh, a by product of that have you ever done that please why don't you tell us about your latest uh, incident of willful ignorance when was the last time you caught yourself you realized that maybe this is not sustainable but i'll do it anyway out of habit or out of uh, so i think this is also important right human behavior is driven a lot by habit and psychology so you know if it's our habit to go shop at a particular uh, store we will go there because we are comfortable there when was the last time you caught yourself guilty you know just few days back because uh, i remember i watched a podcast actually of uh, you uh discussing with smruti about actually willful ignorance itself and she was talking about um, you know how we are still using these black plastic bins that are there at home and they are not uh, eco friendly at all and we have substitutes to that like there is, we get you know these eco friendly trash bins and they cost the same to us but uh, you know we are not using them we don't even of course most of the people are not even aware that there is something like an eco friendly plastic bin but you know for me like i was aware of it but i'm not willing to i was i caught myself not being willing to explore more about it and actually make that switch i'm like theek hai we have this at home why do we need to make that switch so i think i think that comes with also laziness of actually educating our folks at home that this is wrong this is what is going to happen if we keep consuming this product so yeah just quickly summarizing i guess uh, climate hypocrisy is largely us willfully ignoring basic necessities and sustainable options it is our lack of understanding of products that are accessible lack of Uh, investment time investment in going that extra mile to find which product is actually practical to use and really um uh and which other product is authentic maybe so i think it all stems from there anyway i think we're coming to an end of our i'd like to end this with a short rapid fire round to understand i mean just have fun and understand your opinion of on specific topics so why don't you tell me one personal activity you think in your personal sphere that is causing largest amount of carbon footprint given that you know you are not traveling please don't tell me it's travel just what do you think right now is contributing to largest amount of carbon emissions at this point Oh, I'm a light person, so I'll be I would be sleeping at something like five or something, and whole time I would have my lights on. I think I'm really guilty about it, but I also have trouble changing that habit. 
mean, of course, if you actually ask, it has to be traveling itself because nowadays people are just even for one kilometer distances, people are taking up the car and scooter. In the earlier generations, people would just walk up even three to four kilometers, you know. So that has to be the largest uh, contributor to carbon footprint. But for me personally, I feel we are at home now, so obviously we are using a lot of electricity, and I, I find myself, you know, switching on the AC a lot. uh during the summer so of course a lot of greenhouse gases and everything are getting released so that's not good willfully ignoring that and being a climate hypocrite <laughs> yes you should have pointed that out instead kevin what about you um large electricity consumption because now it's summer so we use air conditioning which is responsible for maximum co2 emissions uh, all around the world you know so i think i, I know it will be really um, unreal to say that not to use air conditioning during may april may season so i won't say that but i think we should reduce it as much as uh, possible you know i think guys, uh, personally for me that's the one guys that... i think i think even netflix releases a lot of greenhouse gases so netflixing and chilling is also one of our guilty pleasures in case you all are nicely not speaking and mentioning it yeah absolutely second question have you seen any latest documentary for me it was our planet i was blown away by the way david attenborough basically talks about the entire experience but which climate documentary inspired you of late or was there any that you looked into kevin basically not a climate documentary as such but uh, it's something related to sustainability itself it's the art of letting go basically it's uh, adopting a minimalistic lifestyle if you could change one thing right about the future what would it be freeza so you know if i had the option to change the future or bring about a new law or something like that then you know i would bring in a custom wherein for every child that is born uh, the parent needs to plant one tree so you know if that happens the world i think is really going to change i think india is going to become greener <laughs> every minute uh vedant what about you i think it should uh, i think the change should start right from school level so i guess our uh, uh, the ca- academic should be made in such a way that they don't focus on like you know just getting marks and getting through but instead actually being practical ab- about it like we talked about how steel bottles are important right so uh, so you know why not uh, make it mandatory for students to like carry those bottles instead of the normal plastic bottles i mean i know it's a basic thing but you like if 1 billion people follow that you know how much of a difference it makes right yeah so i guess it's always about taking small steps in our individual sphere to then collectively make a difference kevin what about you what would you change individually i said about electricity um, consumption and all that what we can do at, at home but if i get a uh, opportunity to serve in government or politics i would impose a kind of carbon tax in india a very high carbon tax where emitters and companies will have to pay a tax for every 1 ton of um, co2 emission co2 emission they release that will kind of act as a deterrent 
you know to those listening these are third year engineering students with such huge dreams so i think i'm just very proud i don't know why but it makes me very proud to know that my juniors are thinking out like that we never thought about it we never had sustainability in college and precisely why i think that is what led to starting the green shell project thank you so much for sticking around here's what i think all of us should remember these are tough times where tomorrow is uncertain but maybe there's just something all of us can do in our personal sphere there's just one small thing that we can do to leave a better legacy it's a matter of choice and what choices are we going to make today we can either choose to willfully ignore what is happening around us or be aware and take one small step because while we might individually be little together we are strong until i see you on next tuesday do not forget to have fun live well be kind to yourself and lead a purposeful life